Weatherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, Amanda Oliver is joining us, and we're going to talk about the Beasley Animal Foundation, some of the things going on there, and talk about uh, a few things dealing with your pets today so looking forward to our conversation as always miss amanda how are you very well thank you thank you for having me absolutely uh so we were just kind of chatting about covid19 and all kinds of things that uh i guess it's the topic of conversation everywhere isn't it i think it is i mean you know you can't get away from it uh i wish you'd just kind of go away take a vacation elsewhere (laughs) (laughs) that the truth so uh, you all have had to do some things a little differently there. At the yes, we have, and and I want to. We d- are doing curbside service, um, where you drive up, you go to the check-in tent, and then uh, the staff is notified of what you need, and they come out and, mm-hmm. and uh, service you however you need to be serviced. But you stay in the car, and can't thank our clients enough for their patience. I mean, sometimes there's a line around the building, and I know it's wow. not pleasant, yeah. uh, but we appreciate your patience, and our staff has just been phenomenal at trying to serve, and especially in this incredibly hot weather. I mean, when you have an in- heat index of 105, it's just not pleasant. There's one of our staff that sits out under the tent to check people in, and, you know, it's just thank you to all, to everyone. Yeah, uh, you know the. I think. Um, uh, well, I, for the most part, I think people are patient <laughs> in most everything. I, I think we just kind of understand that it's not business as usual anywhere anymore. It's really not, and I know some people have had to leave because they've been in line too long, and and we're so sorry, but everybody's doing the best they can and uh, we're very fortunate that we have uh, another vet who's joined our staff so we've been able to do wellness days and surgery days both on the during the week Mm -hmm. so it's well you know and you think about the staff and and all the changes that they have to implement and go through and try to do best practices and I'm sure that they figured out well this way doesn't work necessarily the best but we can do it this way and and so you know they're they're trying to hit it head-on as well absolutely I mean and and it's kind of a moving target because what you think might work one one day and you try it and you find out that it doesn't so there's constant change and and you know, for a lot of people, change is not that easy. Isn't that the truth? Uh, Amanda Oliver joining us with the Beasley Animal Foundation. So um, are you, all of your services at, at the uh, at Beasley, are, are you doing that now? Are you still kind of scaling back some things? Kind of where are you at in terms of what you're offering? We, we are offering all of our services okay. and um, the surgeries, you know, the staff goes out, brings the animals in. No one is allowed into the the uh, clinic area, uh, into the reception area, uh, just for safety for everybody concerned. And then on the wellness days, we have all the services going also. So 
it's uh, the staff and have been pretty darn amazing. Yeah, I imagine so. So um, let's talk a little bit about the sweltering heat in summertime. We, we usually pick this up every summer because we always have really, really, really hot weather. And, and we have touched on this a bit in the past, but when you have weather as hot as we've been saying, you got to make sure that you take extra precautions with your pets. Absolutely. And, and you know, as, as you mentioned, it's a topic that we consistently and constantly keep bringing up because I don't know about you, Brian, but sometimes I know stuff and I just totally forget about it, yeah. you know, just the most simple things. Um, and it's very, very important to make sure that we have water out for our animals. And if they're outdoor animals, I believe they aren't they not supposed to be chained in this type of heat i believe that's right and um even if you have a dog house i mean this it's not usually not ventilated very well so that's probably hotter than the outside temps um i know with um my dogs i have three they can come in and out but i have three dishes of water in the kitchen for them and also a bucket of water outside for them um, so cannot stress enough about the importance of keeping them hydrated mm -hmm. and, and out of the direct heat. Some place to find some shade. Uh, I'm curious though, with your, your dogs who are in and out, um, do you find that the hotter it is outside, the more in they are, or, I mean, because dogs are pretty resilient. They are pretty resilient, but yes, the yeah. more in they are. I mean, it's it's just um, they'll go out and chase a squirrel or something, but come back in. And, and one of uh, my dogs has a tracker on it, so I can really see his activity level. And he's a sporting dog and loves to run. But, you know, yesterday, I think... In the first six hours of uh, after I left home, he maybe went out. He was active fifteen minutes of that. Mm. So he's he is monitoring his uh, uh, activity level. He's taking it easy. Isn't he's he? taking it easy. <laughs> he's chilling in the air conditioning. <laughs> Which, he's no dummy. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? You know, it is. It is interesting though uh, how smart uh, animals really are, uh, and, and I'm sure that they prefer to be outside in the in the fall and spring uh when it's not really really cold I, I bet they enjoy more time outdoors than inside i would think they do and and you know i know some some uh of our dogs live outside all the time 12 months out of the year and they uh acclimate to the temperatures and whatnot but you also need to have precaution if it's too cold you take different precautions and if it's too hot you you know also yeah yeah, well, just make sure that they've got plenty of water and some place to cool down. To cool down. I, growing up, uh, our, the farm dog was out uh, all the time, and when it got really hot, he would dig and go under the front porch and stay really cool there. Yeah. So they sometimes they're brighter than we are. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that, and uh, my grandfather had a uh, blue healer that did uh -huh. that. And uh, had a nice little cool spot. Yes. Knew where to find him, too, when it was a hot day. Amanda Oliver with the Beasley Animal Foundation joining us. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask you, too, about um, separation anxiety. We recently took a little trip, and uh, my daughter's 
dog, uh, the Shih Tzu Chihuahua mix. Um, I mean, those two are inseparable. And I got to thinking about, you know, she had a little tough time when, when Bobby was gone during that time. And now with school, you know, going to start up here pretty quick and she's not as home as much as she has been since the pandemic. Um, I, I think her pup is going to have a little trouble with that kind of a little separation anxiety. You know, I, I, uh, so many dogs do because they're so attached to their humans. And, you know, there's a difference between um, kind of being anxious and missing your human and really being uh, over the top with separation anxiety. And it, it, we all should watch the um, activities of our animals. Are they um, scratching at windows? Are they scratching at doors? Are they barking incessantly? Do they, when you leave, do they get go bonkers? When you come back, do they go bonkers? Um, and and it's just, I think you have to analyze each individual animal. And, you know, there are some over-the-counter help, uh, natural uh, to calm animals, but never give your pet anything without clearing it with your vet. Sure, sure. Um, you know, one time we caught her little puppy. Um, she was in her um, crate and didn't realize that anyone was home. And and Bobby was gone. My daughter was gone. And that dog uh, howled like I've never heard before. And never heard that dog howl since. But, you know, that... So she's, I think, got a little anxiety when, when, when mama's not around. And one of the things that, that uh, you can do is, you know, like if a Kong toy and yeah. fill it with uh, peanut butter. And usually uh, what I've learned is to mix it with water and freeze it inside the Kong. And it takes it long, them longer to lick it out. Ah. And it's not as fatty and as rich if you kind of dilute it some okay well and, that's good we, we just bought kongs so oh, good. <laughs> i'm glad you mentioned that <laughs> and also kong does have a you know like a cheese thing that you can put in them for uh the dogs i, I tend I, and i did buy some of that and haven't used it yet but uh and when you give them a toy like this give it to them before they leave so that they can work on it and then when you come back uh i've been told it's best to take it away so that that's a special thing for them to to play mm. with while while you're gone and then i think well if they associate that with you going do they want it <laughs> i mean oh, yeah, that's true that's so, true who knows you'd have to watch um you know and i was just thinking about that example that i gave and um her dog was actually alone in the cage uh or in the in the crate but um we call it cage, and then we all we say is get in your cage, and they'll both go. We have a, a Westie as well, and they do pretty good together. The Westie could care less, mm -hmm. but the the Shih Tzu Chihuahua dog, uh, she she really wants somebody to be around, so she's usually pretty good if her friend is there if too. Her, well, <laughs> and and you know this is this is um, like so many of of the animals. Um, I know with mine in particular, I have a young pup, and uh, he's he's uh, kind of rearranged the look of some of my furniture and door <laughs> jams and this type of stuff. And so I, you know, I look at it that it's just a pup. It's not that he's missing me, yeah, because he has two other buds there also. 
Uh, so I think you have to analyze things like that also. Well, Miss Amanda, as always, it's uh, fun having you come in, and I um, always enjoy talking to you about things. Beasley Animal Foundation, uh, keep doing the great work you are. Thank you so much, and thank you for your support. Absolutely, anytime. That's Amanda Oliver joining us today with the Beasley Animal Foundation here on Rutherford Issues. A reminder, check the podcast section of WGNSRadio.com or listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.